I will fuck it. I will console this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he literally, he just like clicked the pen. He like he's getting ready to write something down. I'm gonna go fuck myself. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, actually, no, you're wrong. But don't let Chance answer shame you. No, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I want to bring heat. Shake it off. Throw it you in. God damn it. Time out. Hey! Why are you shaking me off? Huh? I want to bring the heater to announce my presence with authority. To announce your what? Announce my presence with authority. To announce your fucking presence with authority? This guy's a first ball fastball hitter. He's looking for heat. Oh, yeah? So what? He ain't seen my heat. All right, me. Give me your heat. Why is he always calling me me? I'm the guy driving a Porsche. Fastball. Son of a bitch. Look at that. He hit the fucking bull. Gotta get some free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was gonna throw a fastball. He did know. How? I told him. Welcome to another episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I Am, episode 17. Oh, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna do the alley oop. I thought you were gonna slam it in. 38. There it is. No, there it is. We gotta make sure that you know how to count chance. 17, 38. We are at the Fetty Wap of episodes. We are. This is the Fetty Wap episode. Oh, I guess half you got Fetty Wap. Half, half Fetty. This is the Fetty. Or maybe it's the Wap. We're a bunch of Waps. You never know. Wap guinea wow. goombas. Wap wap. Uh, episode seventeen. We've got a shitload of topics to talk about. Heavy stuff. Really, really big action in the sports world. Uh, NBA finals game five. Uh, what a what a fucking game, man! What a game. A lot to talk about there. We got Stanley Cup game seven coming up tomorrow night. Well, we're recording on a Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Uh, we've got bit talk big poppy. What the fuck happened? What the, what the fuck is going on in DR? People dying, getting poisoned and shit. Um, and we got what else? 
The unwritten rules the of baseball. The unwritten rules of baseball. Oh, Puma, that, I feel a rant coming, man. The Subway Series gets that hat, and we'll get to your fan questions. There so we go. Beautiful. We are going to try to keep this episode an hour and a half. So me and Matt are going to try to keep Chen's out rabbit holes this episode. Right so we'll see how we can That's do. That's fine. That's fine. We don't have to talk about Spartacus. Fair. Fair. So the NBA Finals. All right. Yeah. So the North goes up 3-1, to one, going to Golden State. Take two on the road, big games. Coming home with a 3-1 lead. And they blew it. Yeah, I mean, like, they they had to regain the lead themselves in the game. They established, what was it, like a six-point lead with like two minutes left? Yep. And, uh... Curry and Thompson, the two big threes to tie the game. I mean, but that's like, that's expected. Man. That, that's, you know they're going to do some shit like that. They're that good of, of shooters, but... Mm-hmm. The bigger story is is Durant going down. Did again. you see? Did you see yeah. the video yeah. on Instagram? Yeah. They blew up his. Yeah. That thing snapped. Yeah. It radiated all the way up to his knee. That's what happens. It's not you know, a pretty sight. But but a couple of things about KD. First of all, Charles Barkley came out, and a lot of analysts have come out and said he had no business playing in that game. He was nowhere near ready to play. Mm-hmm. So that shows his competitiveness and will to help the team. But it's on it's on Golden State that he tore his Achilles. That he they even though he wanted to play, they should have said no. I disagree. The only way the only way I disagree is because from what we've been told, he got cleared to play by multiple doctors. Okay. It's it's not even just a team doctor, personal doctor, other doctor. Multiple doctors cleared him to play. They said that he... I think they said that he was able to play. It was up to his pain tolerance. That he couldn't have hurt it anymore. But yeah, of no, course. no, no, no. That, that was Looney. That was Looney, oh, Looney with his injury. That he couldn't injure himself anymore. Because he had that bad shoulder, upper body injury. They'll call it hockey terms. Oh. In, in game two, I think it was. Uh-huh. So, it was more... Durant was playing on one leg. It was very obvious that they were not truthful about the calf injury when he was grabbing his freaking lower yeah. leg. Right. I called Achilles. I said, that is an Achilles injury. Yep. Yep. There's no way that's a calf. I mean, Chen, you, you can attest to that. Yeah, no. You know, I, 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 the, I completely yeah, agree. I mean, the body. Um, everyone was saying it too. People that I was talking to were like, no, no way that he's missing all this time for a calf injury. It's got to be right. the Achilles. And I like what Puma alluded to. I think KD lost a lot of um, like points for people that weren't Golden State fans. You know, with him joining the best team, going there to win championships, and him almost becoming and creating this super villain character of the NBA. Right? He like he loves that people hate him. You know, and he just he's just an amazing player. He just shuts everyone up. And then he's sitting out for as long as he did. People were even accusing him of, of milking the... I know we joked about it, Matt. Um, just purposely missing days because he knew he was going to get paid in the next season or few seasons by a new team. Um, so why risk re-injury when you know you're going to make a, a, a lot of money? But uh, the fact that he came back when... He obviously shouldn't have. It shows heart. It shows heart. And I thought, I really thought, you know, the snake was real. And you know what, man? KD regained all the respect that he lost from me by coming in, playing last night. And 
Those 11 points he had were huge. 3 of 3 from 3, 3 of 4 from the field. They only won by a point. That was huge, man. I mean, and, just his presence alone. Like, you can't say, oh, well, Chen, you can't just subtract 11 points and say that the Raptors would have won. But his presence on the floor for that short amount of time he was there altered the Raptors' game plan tremendously to the point where they were playing differently. Who knows what could have happened? Who knows? Golden State could have blew him out of the fucking building. Who knows? But the fact that he was there made a difference. And what- yeah, definitely. Um, you know, what people were saying that Katie was playing wasn't even more for the competitors. It was more to shut the people up saying he's soft and he's only looking out for himself. It was, I'm going to lay it all on the line. This was his Willis Reed moment. And he damn near had it if he doesn't make that cut and just blows up on him. But he was out there to prove that I'm not a bitch. I'm not a baby. I'm not, as we saw that meme that said, you know, employee takes yeah. all his sick days before leaving his job, which I thought was pretty funny. It was, it but, was funny. Yeah, but he he definitely laid it all on the line, and, and he got a lot of respect, I feel like, from a yeah, lot of different people absolutely. that said, you know what? He knew going into it that he was worse injured than what was led on to be by the media, and which, by the way, my brother was telling me he was talking to trainers from TFC. Yeah. And they said that there's no way that injury is even close to what they're saying. They said it was a lot worse, and obviously, one bad cut ruined his whole year, which yeah. changes up now oh, yeah. the free agency for next year because oh, yeah. chances are he's going to opt in, take his thirty-one million, and just sit out the whole year. Yep. Yep. Now so, is that a that's a one-year opt-in kind of thing? Yes, it's a it's a one-year opt-in, thirty-one and a half million, I believe. Yeah. So he's and he's now, no doubt. He's no. Yeah. I mean, I would be shocked if he doesn't. Because who, who's going to take him now? Oh, you, you, New York will throw a lot of money if he doesn't opt in. And they will do it all guaranteed like they yeah. did with Amari when they gave him that five-year, hundred-something million. Mm. No strings attached. Here's the money. Yeah. Even though he knew he had shoddy knees. So. Yeah. So, a couple of things that I want to add on to this whole KD thing. First thing is, is when you saw the replay, and I saw the replay... Yeah, it's cringy. You... I knew right away it was his, his Achilles because the way he made the cut, he was on his toes. And just the way he didn't go heel. He was all toe and, you know, that that's puts a lot of stress on the on the heel yeah, that's, you have to, do to be explosive. Second is, the one thing that we're not talking about that was even more cringeworthy is the Toronto crowd reaction Dude, to him getting hurt. I, that is downright wrong. And disrespectful. I want to hear what Matt has to say. You know, you don't yeah. you don't sit here and say that it's okay to cheer when someone gets hurt. Now, were they cheer maybe they were cheering the fact he lost the ball and didn't realize he was hurt? Or were they actually cheering because he went down? So Matt, I don't know I don't know if like uh Eric said anything about it. Oh, yeah, he did. He gave a nice little uh, voice memo in the in the posse text group today. Oh, yeah. And uh, he gave his thoughts about it. It was, I agreed 100% with him. And he said. Wait, so, hold on, before you get into it, for, yeah. uh, for the listeners that don't know, Matt's brother, Eric, uh, works for uh, Toronto FC, the MLS soccer team, lives in Toronto. So he's got a pretty good grasp. He's very, very in the know about all sports in general. Uh, but especially, obviously, Toronto stuff, so this would be a nice source to, to hear this from. Yeah, so it made sense even if you take it, the Toronto lens off of it. 
you think about a team that's the Toronto Raptors. It's their first ever finals appearance. Yep. And they're up 3-1. All the momentum's on their side. And they're candy walking to the finals to see game five is at home. Yes. And Katie's playing now. He kind of puts a damper on like the the mood, but it's gonna be that much tougher. So KD gets hurt, and it's like holy shit! That was the only obstacle that was preventing us from winning this game. That you could look in that lens and saying like, well, that that was our only shot of you know potentially losing this. Yep. And now it's gone. It's a hundred percent gone. Yep. And maybe after they realize that fact, they say, wait a second, we just cheer for someone who just blew out his leg and cost him a year obviously now they realize it after the fact or was it more of the Raptors players themselves trying to shut the crowd up you, it's tough to gauge a situation when you have that many people cheering and getting everyone's opinion on it is going to be different of course they're not going to say oh I wasn't rooting for an injury I was in, it was the heat of the moment and the ball was out of play he lost the ball whatever it was it's, it's tough to argue that too because I can't put myself in the situation of a fan that hasn't been to the finals ever. Yeah. For my teams, at least. If the Jets were in the finals, then the Super Bowl, who knows? But we're not going to see that for a long time. We know that. <laughs> but it's I could see that argument. It's not a good look, obviously, for Toronto, and especially as the, you know, the stigma is the Canadian fans are always so nice and, and super gentle towards people that it goes against it. And people are trying to reach and be like, oh... They, they weren't cheering. They were chanting his name. That was it. Was it's a poor decision? Get out of here. That's a very bad reach. Yeah, no, it's making no, you look no, worse. No, 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 no. So, I think they got caught up in the moment. I think, and yeah. especially if you saw that guy that was waving to KD, that was obviously a scumbag move. And who knows how many beers he was deep and mm-hmm. alcoholic drinks he had. That that was doing the talking. Yeah. I know. I think all of us can speak from experience that we haven't done the best things when we're a little intoxicated. Especially, you know, you chance in Montreal. We know that. So. <laughs> You know, it, it is what it is. I don't. I think it's getting more attention now that it's the NBA Finals. It's the probably the best player in the game right now. It's a dynasty. Of course, it's going to get attention. Of course, it's going to make headlines because you got something to talk about between Game Five and Six. Yeah, I I agree. At first glance, I'm with Puma. You know, call the, the Raptors fans scumbags, but when you analyze the situation. And you realize that's the first time the team's in the finals, right? And like you said, they have a chance to close it out and win it. And the the, the the reason, the only thing that's really stopping them just goes down again. As a fan, yeah, you're going to be happy. It's fucked up. But you saw the Raptors players trying to silence the crowd. And hearing all the post-game interviews with the players, you know, uh, Lowry was like, he was saying... Um, you know, we're a brotherhood. We got to look out for each other. He's like, he was saying, that, like, I hope the fans didn't realize, but like, I hope they were cheering because they were, they were cheering because we got the ball back. He goes, I hope that they didn't realize what actually happened right away. And then DeMarcus Cousins, you know, he's like, yeah, we're all, we're all, he's getting all fucking like deep in his uh, philosophy. He's like, we're all just, uh, playing games for them, you know, that's all we are to them, entertainment, well, yeah, yeah. that is, that is what you are, and you get paid hundreds of millions of fucking dollars to do that, shut the fuck up, you know, that is what you are, Uh, that is what they are, that is what they are, no, 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 they are, they are humans, they're they're humans, they're human beings, and you have to respect them, obviously, yes, but 
don't don't try to twist this and be like you know we're we're uh, we're more than just entertainers. I mean, it's the fucking finals, you know. If it was a regular game, regular season game, that reaction probably wouldn't have happened. Who knows? Like the the, the circumstances were there, the stakes were high. I think I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt to to the Raptors fans. Yeah, I, I think that's fair too. I think uh, maybe a small minority of fans were the most vocal. You can't paint the whole brush of Toronto fans in general. Right, right, right. I think that's very unfair. I think you could say about any fan base. Yeah, a couple of bad dude. Apples the don't. fucking the, the every team Philadelphia. <laughs> do we need that to get Do we need to get Austin on here and and have him? Uh, have him diagnose the the severity of this fan fanhood reaction. Oh no, man! If that was if that was Philly, we would have thrown fucking beer cans. As fuck, we threw we would have thrown Haas at him. Exactly. <laughs> you know that then also too. Like I said, you know, I kind of said what Lowry said. I hope they were cheering for that. We got the ball. You know, if you watch the video of him walking off the court, you know the biggest nemesis. You know, everybody talks about making fun of his Drake, and Drake is patting him on the back. You know. Well, at first he goes down, like he loses the ball, goes down, similar to like how he went down the first time, and the Raptors get the ball. At that that moment right there is exciting for the Raptors fans. I think it kind of, or I hope it, it. Oh my God, I thought that was the Yankees. I hope it did at least that when he stood up and was being helped off the court, that's when the fans hopefully should have realized like, oh shit, this is more serious than. And they were clapping for him as he was coming off the court. They were chanting KD, KD. They were, they were chanting KD, KD. You know. Take that as you may. I, I don't know. You know. Almost like a, well, almost like when, when, when a team, like I remember uh, like a Penn State games, right? You would chant like the team name or like a player name like when they're to, to fuck them up or when, they're, when they are fucking up just to get in their head more, you know? Uh I hope but that wasn't the you case. Know that kind of, you know the tone of the chant, too. That's like a Marty. Right, 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 Mar- right. right. I don't think they were, they were KD. I didn't, I didn't hear was it. Was uh, it? Yeah, I didn't really hear it either. Was it like a KD, 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 or yeah. was it KD, K, like, see ya. Like, the guy was waving, like you said. Yeah. You know, but anyway, <clears throat> now let's, let's talk about the game now. Now that KD is done for the series, <sighs> you know, it kind of, in... All seriousness, it kind of helps Toronto. Yeah, no shit. And, of course. And I think that they, they misplayed the last two minutes of the game. And believe it or not, I actually watched that game from start to finish. Yeah. And, you know, you got to watch, you know, I watched it for the podcast so I can actually talk about it. What a guy. Committed <laughs> committed to the craft. So, Love it. you know, when they went up six, they had the ball before, before Curry hit the three to go the first three. To bring it to within three, they mishandled the possession. I think they took a twenty-four second violation. They didn't get a shot off. They were very lax with the ball and they didn't attack. You know, I even said it when they lost game one. They need to be on the attack. They need to drive the paint. They need to stop settling for outside shots. And you know, even with the last possession, they didn't have a. They had the ball. They had a chance to win the game, and I, I don't feel like what they did with the last possession was something that gave them the best chance to win, you know? I mean... Well, the last possession was tough because... They double-teamed They double teamed Yeah, Leonard. he kicked it out. He There was no way he was going to score on that. He got double-teamed. He made the right play there. Yeah, he made the right play. 
And they were saying, oh, he's got, if you make that pass, you got to hit an open guy. Nobody was open. He was lucky that, that Van Vliet got it. And Van Vliet made a good pass to Lowry. Now, here's my thing. It's hard to judge in the moment, in a moment like that. I think Lowry had a half second, a second, to give a quick pump fake because Draymond was, was committing he was the he, clo- he closed out hard. So if you pump fake for a second and then jump straight up, drew contact, you know, that could have been... That could have been a nice opportunity to, to go That's to the foul. That's though. You're asking right, of course. the refs to make the call there at the last second of a potential series-clinching game. Right, right, exactly. I don't know if they might swap the whistle on that one. Yeah, so, I, I mean, he was open. He had a good look. Draymond closed out beautifully. Textbook, that's what you fucking want. Nothing you can do, man. Um, how does this affect the rest of the series? I, If I was Toronto, I'd be very nervous. If I was a really? yeah, I would be because I, I think this whole KD injury now going like him, him trying to be there for his team coming back way earlier than he should have, um, and then getting hurt again, I think that that might have just like galvanized the entire team, and now they're gonna you get you you light a fire under those guys, forget about it, man. I, I just I feel like something's gonna happen now. They go to Oracle again. Dude, I would be very nervous if I was a Raptors. Fan. A team like Golden State's not going to lose three games in the finals at home. I don't know. And then again, I've said that I, I, I thought that they were going to make light work of the Raptors, and the Raptors have have played amazing. Um, I don't know. I think it's going back to Toronto. I think there's going to be some very inspired play from Golden State. Well, now. like like you were talking about how. KD showed that heart to come back, and even though he put he put up his eleven points, he was on fire or whatever. Those eleven points helped him win the game, and then he comes out. They just looked like a different team. They were just inspired to play for him. Yeah, everything you're hearing, all the post game from all the players, they're, they're all like, "Oh, you know, fuck the fuck those fans." Um, you know, we we feel for Kevin. Da, da, da. Now that now they're playing for something other than than another championship, they got they got something else to go now. I see this as as a, a wide open series now. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, game game six is Thursday night, nine o'clock, and we'll, next time we come on the sh- we record, we either might be talking about a game seven or we might be talking about Toronto's Toronto, first, Toronto's first championship or no credit to Toronto whatsoever. I am, I am, do but how, think, how, how am I? How am I not going to give credit to 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 the fucking Warriors? You're going to give. I they played a great game, game five. They played pretty much a flawless game. Having said that, do you honestly think they're going to shoot 48 percent from three pointer the next game? If anyone's going to do it, it's them. Okay, and do you still think that Toronto is going to shoot 25 percent from three the next game? No. Eight for thirty-two. Eight for thirty-two. All right, no. I was getting so frustrated by all these threes that very makeable, clanking off the rim, not in and out. They had a lot of open looks too. They did, and those open looks are still going to be their next game. I I don't count on the Warriors hitting fifty percent of their threes next game, as I don't see Toronto yeah. only making twenty-five percent. Danny Green was zero for four from three-point range. How many times did you see that yeah. happening? I mean, he hit, he hits one. It's a different game. Yeah. Any shot, any one of these things going, yeah. of course, yeah. it's a different game. So I think that Toronto 
has something to worry about. I think in general, any sport, a team that's up three one has the most pressure every single uh-huh. time. Yeah, you know, I, 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 think, I also think I also think though with Toronto that, you know, they 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 were up three one. They went into they went into Oracle, took two games, you know. And with the fact that they don't have to even worry about KD and they don't have to put a game plan in for KD, now they know he's done. They can go back to their original game plan on how they took control of the series. And I think if they can implement that and play better offensively and shoot better from three, which they probably will, you know, with with the open looks they get, you know, I'm not saying they're going to roll over and die. I don't think Chen's is saying that either. I think that it's going to be two good games, but I also think that with the way Golden State is inspired, it's gonna it's gonna be a situation where it's gonna be hard to bet against Golden State at home. We'll see. I think I think it would have been nice if Toronto wins in five, but they're just gonna do it in six. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well your original prediction was seven. I know, but they also played a lot better in Oracle than I thought. Haven't lost it yet. Yeah. People forget that. You know, and like I said, I, I, I think it's going I think it's gonna go to the seventh game. I just think that a championship caliber team like Golden State, it's going to be hard for them to, especially what happened in Game 5. That that crowd in Oracle is going to be, that the roof is going to come off that place. Mm. And if Toronto can get out to an early lead, early, you know, hit some threes, play good defensively, and take the crowd out of it in the first quarter, you know, we're, we're you know, they have a good chance. But if Golden State comes out hot, and Curry puts up 15 points in the first quarter, you're talking. It's a different. It's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. You know. But let's shift gears a little bit now. Game seven, the Stanley Cup tomorrow yeah. night, eight o'clock. I'll let you guys go with this. So this is the first game seven in the Stanley Cup final in eight years. Wow, that's fucking nuts. So it doesn't happen often. Since. Do you know who played in that game seven? Yeah, Boston and Vancouver. Exactly. So. Like we talked about at the beginning of the series, and you, you know, we all mentioned it. Boston's veterans showed up in Game Six. They showed up Chara, in Game Six. Chara is a fucking beast. He's you know, an animal. They showed up in Game Six. They scored those early goals against a rookie goaltender, and you know what? It's like I said. You know, it's really from the beginning. You really, it's really hard to to bet against Boston with the veteran presence that they have in a Game Seven. You know, as good as as good as St. Louis's goaltender is after a loss. But yeah, what I will say is this: is that with the fact, with the fact that in Game Five, St. Louis played perfect hockey. They stayed out of the box. They played five on five, and in Game Six, they were undisciplined. They were undisciplined. They went to the box, and Boston capitalized on the man advantage. And if St. Louis cannot play disciplined hockey, Boston's going to be all over them in Game 7. All over them. Yeah, I think we talked about the power play in an earlier episode, that Boston's power play is lethal. They didn't get the job done in Game 5. Game 6, they made no mistake in, in making sure that they took full advantage. You know, they, they scored that five-on-three goal, Marshawn had a really good shot. That was a beautiful uh, shot. That really set the tone for them in the first period. And they never looked back. And uh, like you said, they did take some undisciplined penalties 
a couple of delay games, flashing calls that really should not be, you know, things that are taken. But they need to get back to what they do best. They need to focus on the task at hand that they've done before in Boston. And Boston, I think, is very comfortable at this point. They saw that they could stand toe-to-toe with them. They're back at their home ice, and they know that they're not going to make the same thing. You can guarantee that Boston's not going to come out the way that they did in Game 5 and replicate that in Game 7. Uh, as we mentioned several times, the veteran leadership's not going to allow it. So it should be really exciting Game 7. Looking forward to it tomorrow night. And uh, that's what you live for as a hockey fan is Game 7s of any series, especially the Cup Final. Exactly. And you know what? As Ranger fans, even though we were both, you know, all three of us were just out of diapers and we were just barely knowing what the hell a hockey puck looked like, you know, 94 was a Game 7 situation. And, you know, nothing's better than a Game 7 in hockey. You know, it's... Every, you watch every minute. If you if you could look away from the TV for a second, and that might be the most pivotal part of the game. You know, it's it's astounding, and I can't wait to watch tomorrow night. And you know, just to go back to the to game six, and talking about Boston's veteran presence, who got them started? Brad Marchand, their veteran. Mm-hmm. You know, one of their veterans. That weasel fuck. You know, and I mean, even though the game was out when. Char scored. Char scored a goal too. You know, Char yeah. went from potentially being out for the rest of the series to scoring a game and ga- scoring a goal in Game Six. So, unbelievable. You know, I think that with all things considered, um, I think Boston comes out on top. I would love, love to see this game go into overtime. Yes. Oh, of course. Love to see it go into overtime. Because you know what? There's no shootouts in playoff hockey. Continuous 20-minute overtime until someone scores. No, yeah. Wow. So, you know what? I'm really looking forward to it. And just to touch up on it, you know, I think that the Rangers brass should be looking at how these teams are built for our rebuild. And try to model what Boston has done and what St. Louis has done. And the thing that nobody's talking about, about the Rangers, is that Gorton was there with Boston and JD was there in St. Louis. And both of them have their fingerprints all over these teams that are in the Stanley Cup final. And um, with the draft looming, it's the 11th. The draft is in 10 days. And I've been watching the mock draft. I've been looking at what's come out. Um, you know, every mock draft I've seen has the Rangers taking Kako and with the 20th overall pick taking that kid York. So, you know, that's two picks that can help you right away. And um, hopefully this Sean Avery trade that he came out with isn't true. <laughs> it is not. He was trolling everyone. And... The Rangers can get a good package for Truba. You know, I've heard some packages that I'm not too crazy about. Um, with names as like Buchnevich, Kreider. Um, I don't mind if they trade Leas Anderson for in the Truba deal. That doesn't bother me too much. Um, you know, 
But I also saw something else that outside of Truba, that Panarin, that the Rangers should trade for for Panarin's rights so that he doesn't even get to the open market. You know, have the two-week window to kind of negotiate with him and get him signed before Florida has a chance to even talk to him. That's an interesting thought. Uh, I don't. Would they be able to offer him the bigger contract too? I think because they have his rights. Yes. Because I think I think Columbus can give him you know the, the best deal or the biggest deal rather not maybe not the best because you're living in Columbus but the Rangers if they get the rights would be able to give him that same deal. Are they willing to do that? I don't know. I think they're trying to work down that number to a number that will be manageable that can help them in the future as well. But. To your point about how they're building the Bruins, I think the Rangers are kind of doing that same thing now where they're building the team from within with some key free agents. And you look at Chara, who was a stalwart on that Ottawa defense for a while, comes in, signs a monster deal with the Bruins in that offseason. The Bruins were a laughing stock. You know, they had just traded Joe Thornton in, in the 2005-2006 season to San Jose. They were middling around. They were a team that wasn't the boss that you remember back in the day. And they really built a young core with some solid superstars. Chara was a superstar at the time. And look what they are now. They're consistently in the playoffs, consistently going far. And that's what the Rangers are trying to do here too. They're gonna they have the young core now that's starting to get experience with a coach that should be nurturing them. And they're hopefully getting their their big name ticket in Panarin or I hope not Carlson, but we'll see. It remains to be seen. And that's the way they got to do it. And if the free agency doesn't go their way, they can always sit back and hope for the next free agency or we'll see what the kids got. But the, the one thing they do have to do is, is navigate this cap situation, which I saw some things about buying out Smith and Stahl, which I think you definitely got to do Stahl. Maybe you could bury Smith in the minors, but something's got to budge because they've signed too many defensemen to, to go with what they have right now. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, is that with Panarin, I think, I don't know if, I, I, I could be wrong, and I, I, I think it's like the Larry Bird rule with the NBA. I think the team, if the team has its, the, the unrestricted free agent's rights, they can offer him that eighth year. And if if not, the, you can offer him seven years. And I saw the Rangers, the, the potential contract for Panarin would be 70, seven years, 77 million, which is $11 million a year. So, you know, the Rangers have the cap space to do that. And I would be all for buying out a Smith or even a Stahl. But, you know, defensively, what the Rangers are looking at defensively, you know, you have Shea, you have um, Pionk, which which you don't know who's going to be. If they don't buy out Stahl, they have Stahl. They have D'Angelo. They have Fox. Um, they have Freddie. They have Shattenkirk, Freddie Clayson. You know they have. Well, Clayson, they might not sign. They might let him walk. Which they might I don't let know him if walk. They should. Well, you know what? What's happening here is that with the cap situation, they have. What I'm also hearing is that Buchnevich wants a bridge deal. He doesn't want to sign a five-year deal. He wants a two or three-year deal, which might work out well for the Rangers. But on the flip side of that. You know, if you're going to commit $11 million to Panarin, that handcuffs you for the next seven years. That's $11 million a cap. A cap. I mean, granted, the NHL cap has gone up every year, but for a rebuilding team, 
that you're going to have to pay these young kids when they when they come out. You know, when Adam Fox goes off, you're going to have to pay him. You're going to have to pay uh, a Buchnevich. You're going to have to pay a Heedle. You're going to have to pay these guys eventually. And if you sign this $11 million deal, somebody's going to get on the chopping block because you're not going to have room for him. Just look what happened to Haglund. You know, back in the t- when they traded for Haglund because they couldn't tr- they couldn't have the cap space to sign him. And what I'm wary about with the buyout is that you have dead cap money and dead cap space with those buyouts. And, you know, I would rather just trade Smith and eat 25% of his contract than cut him. Because then at least you're not paying dead cap space. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. You know, like I said, none of this changes what I think the Rangers will be next year. They're going to compete for a playoff spot. They're going to be young. They're going to be exciting to watch. They're going to be frustrating because they're going to look like a dominant team one night and then they're going to look like a, a fish out of water the next night. But I think they, they compete for a wild card spot or a division spot. A, thir- a division spot meaning a, thir- a three seed. But I get, we'll have to see what happens. But with the Rangers, I think that it's get Kako and... Maybe if you can, trade into the top 15 to get another guy. You know, don't even draft in the 20 spot. Try to move up. But I guess we'll have to see what happens with that. Yep. So. But let's do uh, do predictions. Game seven. Who you got, Matt? You can go first. Bruins. Score? 3-1. Three one strong. That's so strong. is that a three one? Is it a two one game with an empty net goal, or is it a true three one? Yes. Yep. A true Crab three. Goes nuts after the empty netter. Okay. I think it's going to be three two, Boston in overtime. Chens. That would be. I would love that. I mean, I would love the the overtime. I don't know if I like the outcome, but anytime you go overtime in game seven, you got to do it. Listen, if I'm betting with my heart. And I'm guessing with my heart, I want St. Louis all the way. But my head is my head is telling saying Boston. Jens. I think Romine just wore one in the nuts. But Jens, stay on stay on topic here, buddy. I got I got Boston as well. I like Matt's prediction. I think it's pretty pretty accurate. Three can I, one. Can I do that, or do I have to pick a new score? No, you could pick it out. Same exact situation. Two one wow. empty nickel. Genius recognizing genius. I appreciate that. You know, I, the thing the thing that hinges on me with this game is is the is is uh, the St. Louis goaltending and their discipline. And if they could be disciplined, if they could stay out of the penalty box, and they could get a strong showing from their goaltender, they have a shot. But they got to get the first goal. If Boston gets the first goal, it's all over. Yeah, and I think also, too, with any Game 7, it's going to be a lot looser with the call. Mm. And it's going to be... Swather whistle, so that that can help the Blues out for sure. And another thing, too, just to jump on top of that, it's going to be an ugly goal. An ugly goal is going to win this thing. Definitely see that. So, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens. So, transition. Let's transition. So, 
two day, two nights ago, Big Poppy hanging out in his hometown of Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, just hanging out, get shot, rushed to the hospital. He's in Boston now. Um, apparently, he went through another surgery today. Came, I, I, they called it an an, an, ex, um, an exploratory surgery, um, and that he's up and walking around, and that he's in good good he's in good um, good spirits, and that he's gonna make a full recovery. But dude, that's scary. That is scary. You know, to me now. As Yankee fans, we hate the Red Sox. We hate... Every time you bring up Big Poppy's name, I think of two situations. I think of the 4 championship series, and I just think of every time he came up with runners on base, you knew he was going to hit the ball, and you knew he was going to drive those runs in. But... It's... He's a type of person that it's really hard not to like him. You know, he's called Big Poppy for a reason. And one of the things I remember about Poppy was after the Boston Marathon and he was talking to the crowd and what he said to the crowd was just so on point and he represented Boston. He was their leader for years and you got to give the guy respect and I really hope that he ends up being okay and I really hope that you know, um, he makes a speedy and full recovery. Yeah, I mean, you never want to see any athlete for any team you know, take a bullet. Shouldn't should never come with that. Who knows what was going on there? I think more details will be coming out. It's, it's too early to speculate about anything, but it's always good and comforting to hear that he is taking those steps and he is in good hands now in Boston. I don't know if you guys saw that video with uh, the cavalry he had coming into the city. He had all these ambulance and policemen, and it shows you know no, I didn't see that. he means to that city. And and I think a lot of Boston, a lot of Boston fans probably put him on the Mount Rushmore of, of oh, greatest yeah. Boston athletes that oh, they've yeah. seen of all the four major sports. Definitely, so. <clears throat> definitely. You know, when you watch the video of what happened, um, the guy they first they said it was a robbery. And then they said it wasn't a part. He was wasn't just like friendly fire and a robbery, and he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. They they actually are saying that this guy was at going after him, and um, yeah, I heard that too. And that when the they actually caught the shooter and they beat the living shit out of him. My my Dominican oh, uh, sure. security guard says that uh, he looked like a crackhead. Do you think he's after or before? No, like the guy that shot him looked like a fucking crackhead. She's like, just some some asshole that like, walked off the street, decided he was gonna do that. You know, I was on Ble- Bleacher Report today, and I saw an article in the Yankee Stream, and everybody, you know, was shocked to hear that Zach Britton was Dominican. Zach Britton has Dominican lineage. I did not know and, that at all. And I did not know that either. Holy shit! And Zach Britton said that. A nice Shemelon twist. He has family in Santo Domingo, and his mother tells him all the time, do not go back to the Dominican Republic. It's not a safe country. And what happened here just proves that. And you know what? You know, it shows too, because not to get political here, but a lot of immigrants that come here are from the Dominican Republic. 
And it just shows you that the Dominican Republic is not a safe place to be. And you know what? Everybody's rallying around him. Pedro was in tears on TV a couple of, uh, last night talking about him. And you've heard nothing but good things about this guy. You know, how he's helpful. No, he has a charity. And every year they have a, a charity golf event in the Dominican Republic. And he helps the youth in the Dominican Republic. He helps the youth of Boston. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, you always see him on Fox when he's on Fox with A-Rod and they're having a good time and he's cracking jokes and, you know, he's, he's such a lively person and I just really hope that this doesn't change that and he's able to keep, um, that boyish kid that is inside of him that he could still be Big Poppy and, um, did you hear what he said to the doctors? No. You didn't hear that? Mm-mm. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. Yeah, okay. It could be yeah. exaggeration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So supposedly when he was when he was being rushed to the hospital, he said, "Please don't let me die. I'm a good man." You know, everybody's yeah, a good man in their own view. I'm with you, Matt. Uh, I think that was just uh, to add add to make the story add seem even some, even some more dramatic more, flair add, to more, it. Yeah, exactly. But Jerk some more tears. But yeah, terrible, terrible thing. Terrible thing. So, not to be... Glad he's doing okay, though. But glad he's doing okay. Sure. Hopefully, you know... You know that he's going to make an appearance at Fenway once he's good enough to leave the hospital. Oh, it's going to be fucking nuts. And, um... For sure. You know, I don't... We don't need to get 100% sour on here. Hopefully, he's... He's okay. All the news that's coming out is positive. Yeah, right. You said that. And... Let's transition now, staying with baseball. Yep, there we go. The... Unwritten rules of baseball. So this weekend, Max Muncy hit an absolute Who is he? bomb. Who is he? The first baseman for the Dodgers. Okay. Hit an absolute bomb off of Madison Bumgarner. Bomb. Into, Put that in, shit into the fucking water. Into McCovey Cove. <clears throat> and Bumgarner is an old school ball player. And Muncy took a look at it, stood at it, and stared at it. And there were words. And pretty much Bumgarner said, run the freaking thing out. And Muncie said, "Well, if you want, if you don't want me to look at it, go in the ocean and get it." <laughs> now, there are a ton of ways you could look at this. Now, in our group chat, you guys were like, "All for what Muncie did." I'm on the other side. I'm, I, I'm not. It's not like I'm. Yeah, that's how everybody should be. Yeah, Muncie. But I don't have a problem with it because I think, I think any everybody should be be able to celebrate something like that, you know? It's not like it was just a regular home run. He fucking tanked that shit. Well... And what if, what if like, Bumgarner... I mean, I don't know what the equivalent for a pitcher would be. A big-time strikeout. Okay. In a big situation. Right. And you mean to tell me, like, if he reacted in a certain way and rubbed someone the wrong way, they would probably, oh, just walk to the dugout. Well, you know what? The thing is, is that What's so tough about baseball is that there's so many unwritten rules. and But I feel like people do that all the time. Like, that wasn't well, a new thing. Well, the whole bat flip thing and the whole celebrate a home run thing is, is new. And yeah. Major League Baseball's new motto is let the kids play. And it's trying to be a little bit more lax on those type of things to show the emotion and to get fans back into the seats and people watching again. And, 
you know, for me, I've thrown pitches that are still going, you know, that people that, you know, especially in college, in Cortland, I threw a changeup that was over the plate. A kid hit 450 feet. But, you know what? It's bad enough as a pitcher to have someone hit a ball that far off of you. And it's just kind of rubbing salt in the wound oh, when you stare boo, at it. Boo. But you know what? That's how that's how the next hitter wear, wears something in the ear hole and gets hit. Yeah, and you know what? Outside of what happened with Muncie, you've seen a ton of guys, a ton, not just not just Bumgardner. There are other pitchers who have said shit to people and hitters about home runs that they've watched. You know, I re- vividly remember Carlos Gomez hitting a home run against the Braves, and he didn't even touch home plate. Brian McCann was standing right in front of home plate, and there was this whole brawl because he stared and he ran his mouth. You hit a fucking home run, okay? I don't care how far it is. Put your head down, and you know what? It, the most gratifying thing is you get to walk, run around the bases at your own pace. You don't need to talk. But he didn't talk. If, but he you, looked at it. You don't need to look he, at it because, either. Because it was a glorious shot. You know, you want to watch it? Watch the replay. Start talking to him. Dude, because he's still because he stared at it. It just sounds like it just sounds like pitchers get butt hurt very easily when their pitch gets sent to the fucking moon, and when one guy looks at it, didn't say if if Muncie said something, different story. But he stood there and stared at it. How long did he stay? You make it seem like he stood there, saluted it, took a shit, and then started going. Long enough for Bumgarner to say something. Like, come on, come on! You hit a ball that far, you're just gonna boom. Okay. Like, you're not going to put your head down and go. You're going to see, wow, where's that going to go? Where's it going to go? Holy yeah, shit, just put that... You got to be a robot. You got to be a robot. You got to just go right. touch them all. No, yeah, but yeah. you can watch it as yeah, you're school, running. You don't school. have to stand there. Oh. Yeah. You can watch. You know, Bumgarner got into it with Puig, too. It has an old man mentality. That's right. what old people say. They say, you shouldn't celebrate. You shouldn't have fun. That's the whole reason why they're trying to get this thing going. And Bumgarner's part of the old crowd. That's why you're going to see all the jokes. He didn't like, do anything wrong. Bumgarner's 100% right. But I'm not saying Bumgarner's 100% have a big right. And they're screaming and yelling as they come off the right. mound. So yeah. it's a double standard. Like you fucking Fernando Rodney. Fernando Rodney. Yeah. K-Rod. Remember when Jabba was striking people out? Yeah. Screaming and yelling? I don't have a problem with that. He's yeah. fired up. Yeah. I'd be fired up too. Right. I'm fired up as a fan. You don't see me just be like, that was a great home run, team. Good job. I'm getting fired up. And they feed off of that too. Listen. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to celebrate yeah. something you did well? Well, this is the thing, though. Muncie's home run, as much as, as a, of a bomb that it was, it was, wasn't was in the ninth inning. It wasn't to walk off. I know, off. I know. It was in the third oh, or fourth inning of a God. game in May. The stipulations of when you can and can't See, this but, you know, but it's not but a big it, moment of the game like right. you guys are saying. When so, pitchers are I, I'm not, celebrating no strikeouts. Big, no one said it was a big moment of the game. But, that's, but, but when you're comparing it to pitchers getting excited in the seventh, like a Jabba or a Fernando right, Rodney in the bottom of the ninth inning or in the top of the ninth inning. That's why I said, what would be, what would be the equivalent for a pitcher? Because if pitchers celebrate so every strikeout, Bati- that's retarded. So here, when Batista hit that home run in the playoffs a couple years ago against Texas, and he threw that bat 50 feet in the air, I was okay with that. Because you want to know something? That was a big home run right. that was in the playoffs. It took the lead in a pressure-packed playoff game. That's fine. But as a pitcher... In May, now, put, me, put me, your head down and run. You know, ask, not for ask. nothing too. Not for nothing too. As a pitcher, like I said, if I make a mistake and somebody hits a 450 feet, I'm going to tip my hat to them and say, good, you know, good. good. For you. Yeah, I'm not going to get pissed at them. Right. But at the same time, 
if you show me up in a situation where it doesn't need to happen, I'm going to hit the next guy. Oh, my God. See, these are, these are the stupid unwritten rules you talk about. They're stupid. They're you know, stupid. Baseball is so fucking... Uh, they want to hold on to the tradition so bad. Wait, it's very antiquated. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Smart guy, stupid guy. <laughs> um, what did he say? Ant- antiquated. It's antiquated, yeah. So, they're just so hung up on their old rules and keeping things the way they were when fucking Honus Wagner was playing. <laughs> like, that's not the way it is, man. That's just not the way it is. Now, let me ask you this. How did Bumgarner pitch the rest of that game? I'm not 100% sure. Well, if he, up his stats right if, now he, if, he, if he sucked, it's because Muncy got to his head. And you know what? Muncy did his fucking job for his team. Doubly. If he if he's if he knew that oh Bumgarner oh, wait a second. He that's the only that run he gave up. It's only one nothing game. It was a one nothing game. He hit the game winning hit. So wait, what? Well, but when did he hit the home run though? Ah. When did he hit the home run? In the first inning. Alright, first inning. Still. You know, he went seven innings, he he, no, he, he pitched game. great. He he hit, we, he hit a bomb off Madison Bumgarner. You, know, you, know. you want to add stipulations? I'll add fucking stipulations. Bumgarner's a, a great pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, I would be pretty jacked up if I hit a bomb like that off a, off a fucking great pitcher. You know, he pitched seven innings. He gave up one run on four hits. And he walked one guy. He pitched great. Yeah. You know, and it's a one nothing game. At the same time, you know, I think that it's... I, I honestly don't see both... The, I, as much as I agree with Bumgardner, you know, because, you know, as pitchers, you know, you... you, you know, you're part of this fucking imaginary union of pitchers, I know. So... This, this cult. You know, on, you know, as much as I think Muncie should put his head down and run, his response was awesome. Yeah, come on. His response was great. All right, thank but, you. But, but, you're, but, you're human, thank but, you. But, but, but like At I said, though... But like I said, though, you know, if that was in the eighth inning of a nothing-nothing game, and it was, you know, I, it's more acceptable than in the second or first inning of a game in May. I guess. It's all about situations. Yeah, but you can't help, dude. You know, there are pitchers that hit guys that think that they did things in the season prior. Hunter Strickland drilled Bryce Harper a couple years ago because of, of something he did the year before, and there was a fight. But see, that's so that's so stupid. You know, pitchers let it go. You know, as pit, pitchers have lo- some pitchers have long memories. Now, I, I, like I hate this. Like, like I, I, I fucking. Is it the opposite of what you want? I, I cannot. I can't. I cannot stand this shit. Well, I cannot stand. Well, let me. As if, like, like pitchers are fucking Pokemon. You know, you open up the Pokédex, the pitcher, long term memory. We'll get pissed if you celebrate. <laughs> please, please don't look at the ball when you hit a home run off of them. There are these stupid rules. Da, 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 like, shut the fuck up. So, a couple of nights ago too, because you know we're watching the Yankee game, the Yankee Met game right now. The Mets and the Mets and Rockies got into it, and Daniel Murphy hit a bomb. Daniel, Daniel Murphy, old school ball player, hit a bomb, put his head down and ran, didn't stare at it, doing anything. He's an old school ball player. Yeah. The next hitter got hit. And I watched the video on the and so they the got commentator to a brawl because they hit the other guy for no reason. Yeah. So what it comes down to is this: if if you're getting shellacked as a pitcher, the one the last thing you want to do is hit somebody. It shows weakness. But if you're showing up in some type of way as a pitcher, you have the control to hit somebody. 
and people do get hit on purpose. It happens. Yeah, I know that, but but why? You know, it's just, just forget about it. It's like it's like dealing with this elementary shit that I deal with every day. You know, oh he he hit me yesterday, so today I I I pissed in his shoes. Like why? Why? Just fuck. Why? Why'd you do that? Just forget about it. You're trying to teach these kids to to move on and not worry about petty shit like this. That's petty. You know, I don't know. That's true. I think that it's it's and I'm very situational based. I'm willing I'm very willing to go so far as to say that some of these pitchers don't even genuinely feel the need to throw at these batters but do it because of these rules. I don't think so. I, I think yeah. so. Because I you want to know that. something though if if somebody slides into second base and they get spiked, the pitcher's going to throw at the next guy or the, or throw at the guy that that he that spiked his middle infielder. It makes sense. So I got into it with unwritten rules and etiquette over the weekend. So I was pitching in a game. I was pitching in a game on Saturday, and long story short, I was facing this short little stubby kid, and lefty on lefty, he had a routine double against me. Now, what I mean by routine is that I hit. He hit a lazy fly ball that my right fielder lost in the sky. It fell for a double. So it wasn't like he hit the ball hard or hit the fence or a line drive or anything. It was a bullshit, bullshit hit. And any other day, it's an out. So the game is progressing. It's a one nothing game. You know, it's a close game. We have we we have opportunities to score, and we don't have we didn't come through with it. So I'm battling to keep the game at one nothing. And as the game progresses, I faced them again. I got him out a couple of times, and. So now I'm in the bottom of the top of the seventh inning, or bottom. Was it bottom? Bottom of the seventh inning. And I remember the at bat very vividly. And what happened was, was I threw my first pitch fastball away, and it was off the plate. I didn't get the call. So I'm down in the count one and zero. So I I threw him a hammer. Took it for a strike. Then I threw him another hammer. He's I forgot if he swung or not. I think he took it again. So now it's one and two. So. Basically, what I, I you could go two ways. You could throw him another hook, or you could throw him a fastball. So I threw him a hook. He swings through it, like late swing, emergency hack type of swing. So as he's walking back to the dugout, he's like, "Bullshit curveball, this bullshit curveball, that," and he's bitching and moaning that I threw him a, three curveballs in a row, and then I struck him out. And from the from the mound, I told him, I said, "Sit the fuck down. I struck you out." My job is to strike you out. I don't care if you're looking for a fastball. If I'm going to throw him a hook, I'm going to throw him a hook. And that's what I did. So, and I showed a little emotion when I struck him out because for me, I was over 100 pitches. I knew if if he got on base, they were going to take me out. And I I wanted to get through seven innings. And the next batter comes up. I threw him another curveball. He hit it up the middle for a single. Based it up the middle, nothing crazy. And the guy, this guy from the bench is saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's trying, he's being an asshole. So nothing happens. I get out of the inning. As, as I'm walking back from the mound, I'm staring this kid down. Staring him down. Like not blinking, staring him down. Like giving him daggers. Hmm. And he says something. He says, what do you want? Like, what do you got to say? So this kid is is new to this team that he plays on. He was on another team called TSC, which had a very bad reputation. 
They had reputation for running their mouths, yelling at umpires, picking fights with other teams. Oh, wow. So I said to him, I said, go back to TSC where you belong. There's no room for that here. Take your strikeout and be a man. You said that? That's what I was pretty much like trying to say by saying there's no room for it. Oh, okay, okay. So I get off the field. He proceeds to walk out. Now he's the catcher. So he walked into the into the dugout. Like tried to walk into the dugout. And now I'm there. Do you guys have real dugouts or Well, was at Ardsley High School. So there are dugouts. So it's it's the bench behind the fence. Yeah. So he my team cuts him off. And he's saying, Would you say? Would you say? And he called me a pussy. So I said, I what did I say? Verbatim. I'm trying to think of what I said verbatim. Yeah, come on, think, think, think. I said verbatim, I said, I said, I said, I struck you out. I said, go back to TSC, you fat fuck. <laughs> so I called him a fat fuck. So I like to think I won that argument. So now I was like, "Wow, Puma, that was actually a really, very, uh, very mature response." You know, I struck, I struck you out. Go back to your old team, you fat fuck. There, there it is. All right. So he tries to come into the dugout after I said that, and then I was the last thing I said. So now me trying to be the bigger man. Now I had a pinch hit. I hit in this game, and it was ugly. But I walked up to the plate and I said to him, "Listen." I said, I'm sorry. I apologized. I said, you know, I got caught up in the moment. We're competing. You know, whatever. Went to go shake his hand. This fucking roly-poly-oly doesn't shake my hand. Oh, my God. Mud on. So, and then he blew me off in the handshake line. They beat us in extra innings. Oh, no. And you lost the game? No. So, there's nothing I could do about it. I was out of the game at that point. I know, but come on. Jesus. But, you know, just to to bring it back to what the whole thing of the conversation is that... It goes both ways. There are unwritten rules for hitters. There are unwritten I don't know, rules for pitchers. I, I don't know how your thing relates to the unwritten rules thing. Well, he was just, when he, someone strikes you out, you don't start bitching and moaning loud at the pitches that he threw you. You throw what no, they... No, you were absolutely 100% right. I wouldn't say he was wrong. He was just frustrated. But the bitch when, and moan when, about when, it. No, no. Like that. When you, when, when you said, I struck you out, go sit down, he should have been like, yeah, you're right. You know? He can bitch and moan. That's fine. If you're going to say back to him, go sit down, I struck your ass out, he should be like, yeah, you're right. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. The fact that he reacted to what you said after throwing a bitch fit, you know, that's... He was just being a big baby. Mm, and he was a big baby. Fucking fat fuck. Do you guys... When do you guys play this... Uh, when, wait, 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 wait. When do you play this team again? Thursday. This Thursday? But I'm not pitching. Oh. When do you play them again in your pitching? Do you I don't know. I gotta idea? look. I don't know. I gotta look at the schedule. That would be a game to mark in the calendars, boys. I'm yep. pitching against the Dirt Bags on Saturday. Nice name, the Dirt Bags. The Dirt Bags. I'm pitching against Sorry, the Dirt Bags on Saturday. Makes sense. Baseball term. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's yeah. you know they are Dirt Bags, but that's besides the point. But you know, these this whole unwritten rule thing, it is ancient. It is it it is a traditional way to think about baseball and play the game. And we're trying. The Major League Baseball is trying to move away from that, yeah. and you know that's why some of this stuff is more acceptable than it would be 10, 15 years ago. Uh-huh. But as a pitcher, and I've said this a lot, it's it's known that I am a very traditionalist baseball You're player, a baseball purist. So you know, I think that the game should be respected, and and I think that there is a mutual respect between pitchers and hitters, 
And if a hitter hits a 450-foot bomb, that's the satisfaction right there. You don't have to show anybody up. And just like a pitcher who strikes somebody out doesn't have to show up the hitter. But at the same time, only if it's the, it depends on the situation. Run, run game. It depends on the situation. <laughs> now, if a, somebody hits a home run in the eighth inning of a nothing-nothing game and they're pumping their fists and they bat flip and they're excited going around the bases, but they do it in a way they're not showing up the pitcher, I'm okay with that. And that's what I mean by, that's what I think is more celeb- celebratory. Not staring at it, not staring the pitcher down after you hit the ball, not talking to the pitcher as you're running the bases. You know, there's a fine line. And I think that Muncie walked that line. But like I said, what he said in response to Bumgardner was classic. You know, you don't want that me to watch cool. it, go to the uh, go go get it out of the ocean. Yeah. They made t-shirts about it now, too. Oh, nice. Might have to get one. So, <laughs> I think it, let's transition now. I think that we should talk about... Oh, oh, wait. Breaking news. Matt has... Uh, Chance has got breaking news. Roma. Oh. Roma. Oh, jeez. Interested in signing Veritu from Fiorentina. Oh, all right. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be any good for us, but... Yeah, it's an interesting move. All right. Nice up. So, I think it's time to... Let's get into our fan questions. Let's get into Guess That Hat. So, let's start with Guess That Hat. Jens, bring it in. It's time to play everyone's favorite game. Or Matt's favorite game. Guess That Hat. I do love Guess That Hat. We are, we are running low... On uh, on headgear here, uh, but the show continues. Puma is sporting a really nice. I actually played for this team. This might have been my first T-ball team. Uh, kind of a new. Shout team. out all Vincenzo's T-ball teammates that might know this one now. There you go. Yep. Shout out. I don't even know who the fuck was on my team. <laughs> I think uh, Penny was my coach. It was actually my first T-ball team. Wow, look at that. Like actual baseball team. I, I played for the church one year, but that's my first baseball team that I represented. Nice. T-ball, T-ball bros. So yeah. I have five facts for this hat. All right, let's hear them. So fact number one. In 1999, 303 home runs were hit at this field. It remains a record for most homers hit at any ballpark in one that season. That could give it away. It's all right. Fact number two. This... This team's home park is tied with Fenway for the most cycles hit in a ballpark. Wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's an interesting one. Considering how how old Fenway is and how not old this ballpark is. Fact number three. This field has a heated infield and grass. That's pretty cool. Didn't know that. Okay, so we're talking a lot about the stadium. Okay. Yeah, fact, please check on this. Fact number four. Let's see. This team has never won their division. Really? Never won their division. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. Never won their division. Wow. The five times they have reached the postseason, it was as a wild card. Wow. This team has been played in one World Series. Not going to say what year. That was five. Nope. That was five facts. Oh, I think you said 2005, like taking a guess at the World Series. Oh, no. And the last... Bonus hint. The last fact. This field is the third oldest 
stadium in the National League. So it's a National League what? team. What? Really? Mm-hmm. That, is, that blows my mind. That's the craziest fact I've ever heard. That's wild. So that's Guess That Hat. Wow. Now, that was good. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't very big on this Guess That Hat. You know? You know, I like this, this hat. It's a good. Do. It's nice. I like. I wear this hat all the time. You you love the the color scheme. Yes, I do. Um, I just want to say one thing. All right, here we go. People, when I talk to people about the show, oh boy, they he's love. Call, he's calling out the fans. They love guess that hat, but nobody fans. fucking other than Matt and my cousin a couple of times. Nobody <laughs> guesses the fucking hat. So if you're not going to guess the hat, we're going to fucking stop doing it. So guess the fucking hat, please. <laughs> okay? I, I've called them out once before and it worked. So I'm doing. I'm going back to the well. Yep. You know? When we ask you for fan questions, give us fan questions. I know we got three today, but we want to pick from a bevy of them. We just don't want two or three. Yeah, I agree. Give us some fan questions. We put up. I put up the post 13 hours before we recorded. I can verify that. Yes. People are on Instagram all goddamn day. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Come on. It really be like that sometimes. <laughs> Come on. I mean, we have a perfect success story on the phone right now. <laughs> okay? Yeah. When you answer the posts, you become a host. <laughs> Whoa, there it is. Wow. Wow. Spitting fucking flames live. Holy shit. Wait, get that air horn. Get that air horn, Matt. Hold on, hold on. So, you know what? Like I said, (laughs) as much as we're here for them, they got to help us out. Now, what I want to do is, we, like I said, here's the fan horn. Oh, why'd you have to, I wanted to to do it right when you were saying it. So, (laughs) what, (laughs) we're trying to plan a group to this hot dog game that we've planned. July 19th against the Rockies. Now, if we want to take a group of people, we want to take the fans with us. Now, we're going to take the fans that give us the most help on social media. So if you want to be part of that, participate. You know, everybody else participates, you, everybody participates in everything. All right. But you yeah. can't answer a fucking post. You want the, you want the fans input. Let's go. Calling out the so, fans. Here we go. Let's go into our fan questions now, and then I like to thank the fans for giving to us. All right, let's go. So, question number one. Who's this from? This comes from our fan, Billy. <laughs> so, Billy asks If you're guaranteed the correct answer to one question, what would you ask that person? So, pretty much, they can't lie to you. What would you ask? Matt, you can go first. I still I struggled with this question to try and understand what it was. And now I get it, but I'm thinking something sinister, like Ooh. asking for Jeff Bezos' password for everything related to Amazon so I can take it over. <laughs> oh, wow. That's good. That's but good. No, like, that would be, like, way too crazy because good advertising to the Yankee Met game. They got the Amazon thing in the background. But uh, I guess I would want... I'm like using it for my advancement and trying to get that cash. I want that bread. I would be, go out like on a game show and ask them like, "Let's make a deal or no deal, or who wants to be a millionaire? What what case has the million dollar case, or whatever it was?" And then this way, I just win nine dollars. Wow. 
Or, no, I'll one-up you. I'll one-up you. please, because I was really struggling with it. I'll one-up you. I like where you're going with this. I was going to do a fucking a, a, a bitch boy answer, but I'll one-up you. Ask where or what are the winning numbers for Mega Million going to be. There you go. Play them, and then you win. Okay. Now, I'm going to go a little bit more sentimental. I swear to God. If you pull some shit, like, how many kids am I going to have? No, 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 no. I will fuck it. I will cancel this shit. Who was changing his answer? <laughs> <laughs> he literally, he just, like, clicked the pen. He, like, he's getting ready to write something down. I'm going to go fuck myself. <laughs> Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, actually, no, you're wrong. But don't let Chance answer shame you. No, <laughs> you can say whatever the fuck he wants. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So, I would actually ask my girl, my the person that I want to marry. I would say, if I asked you to get married, would you say yes? So I knew going in that she would say oh, yes. Oh come on, why? Because that's what that is the longest ten seconds of your life. Matt did it. Doesn't it? Isn't it a million times better when you you really don't know? I mean, oh, it's a million times better when you piss her the fuck off the night before and yeah, really get her out. That's true. That is true. Yes, that's, that's kind of. <laughs> I forgot I did that. Minds. That's what I do best. But something like sentimental like that, I wouldn't ask how many kids I have. I, I, that I don't want to know. Don't you th- like? You got a pretty good idea what she's gonna say. Well, you wouldn't buy the. Well, unless you're you're trying to, you know. I mean, you gotta be you gotta be really clueless to go to go buy a ring, and not have a good feeling about it. You know. Well, you know, like I said, people are stupid. You never know. You're right. You never know. So, but if we're going along the lines of money, well, I would agree with you. I would ask for yeah, mega, no, mega, mega millions. But no, I'm just saying. Yeah. So yeah, dude, get, the, get the lotto tickets. You know. Yeah, actually, I'm changing mine. I want to know what the stock price is going to get to for Apple. Or Amazon, and just buy it now and see how long it takes to get to there, or do some options. Or what I would do too. What I would do too is, you know, I would actually try to find out like the the uh, the the outcome of a sporting event and just bet the living shit out of it. Mm, That yeah, yeah, but you need like a Back to the Future two type of thing. You you need money to bet a shitload on. Yeah, I don't I don't don't know about you, man. Take out take out a load. Take out a loan just to put the money on it. Take out the loan, win your winnings, and pay the loan back. (laughs) I'm gonna go gamble this loan. But if like you, but if you know the correct answer, you're not gambling. Yeah, but then they're gonna know that. Yeah, but you 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 spent a load on gambling. You can't do. You can't. Nobody who who says I can't do that. No, you can't gamble. No, 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 no. no, no. You know what it is? You get the results for every single game that happened that day, and you put like a five dollar parlay. This way, you could just. Parlay the shit out of it. Parlay, parte. There you go. Parlay, parte. Oh, I would try to find out like the winner of like the horse races, like the Kentucky Derby or the Belmont. Superfecta, yeah. Exactly. And box that shit. Okay. So, question number two. That was a good question. Yeah. That was a good question. When I thought about it, it was a good one. It made sense. Question number two. This comes from your sister, Lodi. I don't have a sister. No, my sister. (laughs) No, I know. <laughs> what is the worst way to break up with somebody? Uh, 
Now, I go I, I got one. Just go. I think one of the worst ways to break up with somebody... Who's had 20 girlfriends? Fuck you. I'm not, I didn't mean that in a bad that, way. That, but that's a good thing, man. I didn't mean that in a bad I'm way. Awesome. Listen, I am very oh, he's a, I forgot he's a pitcher. I'm very huggable. Okay. But oh, you're skin and bones. Who cares? <laughs> I'm still huggable. I got a lot of hugging here. I got like a lot of cushion right here. There's a lot to grab on. Dean, Dean's best friend is nicknamed Huggy. <laughs> that's, a great, a big, that's a great nickname. He's a big dude. That's a great nickname. So... I think one of the worst ways to break up with somebody <sighs> is if you if you have to tell them is send them like a letter like in the mail like put it in the mailbox and say I'm breaking up with you. Hmm. That's some old school shit though. Like I feel like that's how people used to break up with each other like yeah. in colonial times. Uh, or or maybe pony, like put up pony, pony Express. Or like yeah. put up a post on Instagram and be like my See, That's I, pretty bad. Instagram's pretty bad. Twitter. I would say breaking up with a chick when you're at their family reunion. Not Ooh. speaking from experience, but that'd be pretty shit. <laughs> yeah, all these answers are not from experience, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> right, I believe right, in talk breaking right, up with a person right, from face to face. I would say, this would be really bizarre. How about this? Break up via Venmo. Like pay them 10 bucks and be like, I'm breaking up with you. You, you pay them whatever, like the amount of Let's say a guy or a girl break it up with a guy. Oh, is it either up way? With a girl? Either way. I'm just imagining a girl breaking up with a guy, right? Maybe the guy lent her a couple of hoodies. A couple of hoodies. Keep Holy going. Holy shit. Keep going. <laughs> I wonder if we. Keep, I wonder if we going. picked that up. Keep going. Holy Ken's fuck. farted. Oh my god. But let's keep going. Anyway, uh, <laughs> lent her a couple of hoodies, other shit, and. He or she pays him back for all that stuff and for keeps all that stuff. stuff, and it says something like, like you know, they put the amount on, and then they put like some kind of emoji of like two people splitting up. Ah, uh-huh. that's pretty bad. That's bad. would it really be bad though because you're getting the money back at least. Yeah, but like people find out through Venmo, or you find out through Venmo. That's pretty bad. It wasn't meant to be in the first place. True. So. I mean, all the time. I mean, like colonial times. Break up like via carrier pigeon or something. Yeah. I don't think they. I don't even think they broke up though. Did they even date? You know, I they, mean, they just this, from, they from just, experience. What like I've done. Ben Franklin was banging hoes, and then he just married somebody. I was Yo, like, he didn't have syphilis or something. He had some STD. They all. They all had that shit. And they had children no, with their they're, slaves they're, and they're shit. So, it was all. They were so up. gross and dirty. But they were just. Well, they they were just like twice a year to begin yeah, with. Yeah, they were. Just, they were just slinging ping everywhere. So. Yeah. You know, another way to do it. Now, I've done this before. I, I'll admit to this one because, you know, if you piss me off enough, I just don't want to deal with you. Yeah. Just go ghost. You ghosted somebody? I've ghosted plenty of people. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, if you piss me off, I block the number, block the Instagram, oh. just out of nowhere. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about girlfriend. I'm talking about girl that I'm seeing. Different story. I would never. I've never done that to a girlfriend, dude. It's even worse. Girl, you're seeing. If you don't want to talk to her anymore, you just stop talking to her. Well, that's ghosting. That's what he's doing. No, no, no. He's talking about going full blown blocking everything. I I've never. I, blo- I can't speak from experience. I don't know. I never dated anyone really when it was like super social media esque. It was just getting started, really. It was but, BC, you know. Yeah. But I I think. For talking for obviously Matt's got a 
baby girl on the way. Congratulations. Good girl. Thank you. I was. We were both wrong. We said boy. Yeah. Um, you know, thank thankfully, the three of us are in great situations, so we don't have to worry about it in the long run. Mm-hmm. But that was a good question from your sister. It was. All right. So last question. Now this comes from Chen's himself. You know, see, even Chen's inputs, and he's a freaking host. <laughs> gotta, gotta do what it takes. So, what's one past sporting event, any sport that you could attend? Yeah, the question. Uh, I'm thinking big, like all-time great sport moment. You know, people talk about for forever. If you can go back to any of those moments and experience it in person for yourself what would you choose now a few of them come to mind that I would have to pick from yeah the the give me your top three and then we'll pick one from there the the uh let's see um for me it was these game 7 94 that's one of them for me that was the easiest when when you said that that was the one that right away game 7 94 okay Hockey, we're talking. Canucks versus Canucks, not yeah. the Devils. We're talking, Canucks. Yeah, we're talking. Uh, the, you could pick Devils, which was good too, double overtime, but Canucks. So get me and Matt, I agree with that. I'm good with that. Um, the Aaron Boone game. 2003. Yeah, that's my answer. Okay. I'm thinking maybe Jeter's last home game. The Thrilla in Manila. Yeah, you'd like to go see that? You'd like to be there? Frazier, Frazier against Ali? You gotta think... Some some sports are better watched on TV. What or or you know Secretariat winning the Triple Crown. That's a big one everybody talks about. Um, maybe even the Bill Buckner game, eighty six World Series to see that live. Hmm. I would even go sixty nine Jets just because that was the only Super Bowl they ever made, hmm. and it was big underdogs. Uh, Super Bowl forty two. From the Giants beat the undefeated Patriots. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, pretty cool. There was another one. Um, game four of the '96 World Series, when they were down six nothing and they made that comeback in Atlanta. Mm. When Larry hit the home run. Yeah, I would even say more recent game six, uh, 2014, against the Penguins Mother's Day. When St. Louis scored the goal, yep. I'll take it. I'll take you even a step further. Game seven. Oh man, I like this. In Golden State, it's like, it's like a game of Uno. Game yeah. seven of Golden against Golden State in Cleveland. Yeah. When Cleveland came back, mm. LeBron block the flu game. I would go to see. I would would love to be at the flu game. We gotta pick one here. But we're just we're just. I know we're all just spitfiring here. Games that we potentially would want to go to. I'm trying to think of something. My my initial answer. My my uh, knee jerk reaction was the Aaron Boone game because I remember watching it on TV and like I felt jacked up. You want to know? You want to ask somebody how that really felt? Next, my dad. He was there. Wow. My dad was at Game Six and Seven wow. of that year. And then like you know that sent them to the World Series. So and they lost. Yeah. I know, but like being there against the Red Sox and that whole series was wild. Even um, though they lost the World Series in one one of those games, you know, game four, uh, three, four, or five, or, you know, when they he made all those comebacks in game one after the 9-11 attacks. Yeah. 
just to be in the stadium for that. But I'm trying Peter, to, Mr. November. I'm trying to Mr. Think November. Of, I'm trying to think of something that see, these are all things that we've seen on TV. So I'm something we think weren't of, alive for? I'm trying not even not even alive. I'm trying to think of something like that wasn't even televised before television. Where people could oh. like had to probably oh, listen first football game. Like, I had to like listen on the radio for you know. Fine. Harvard, Harvard, Yale, nineteen thirty-five or something. I don't know. No, I got one. <laughs> the game that, well, just to see if it really happened. The game that Babe Ruth called his shot. See, like that's that's legendary. Oh, okay. That's legendary against the Cubs. Or apparently, Mickey Mantle hit it out of the fucking stadium. That one too. There's that. You know. Yeah, but that- I know, I, I know. That's, that's not. Though, I, I know, like. I know, I know, I know. That's not a big deal, but like something like like that, you know, you hear about it. Right, the legendary. Tell-tale Nobody. Sign right, right. It's a, it's, it was, a, it's, a long, it's a tall tale. This game was le- was televised, and it's not a tall tale. But Darn Larson's perfect game in the World Series. Darn, darn, lar- darn. That, that that darn Don Larson. Darn Larson. So, uh, but okay. So make a make a choice right now. Game that I've never been to, that I wasn't alive for, that I would love to go see in person, that I love to be at. Um, Babe Ruth when he called the, when he called his shot. You know what, Puma? I'm very surprised that you haven't picked another another event. Which one? I'm surprised by you. Maybe you haven't thought about this hard enough. Which one? Chen's cooking something. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, so he could just come out with it. Miracle. Oh, 1980. But that yeah, was televised. Tape delay, but that was tape delayed too. They, they. Uh... Yeah, but all these, all these things you're talking about, Puma, are, are now televised. Yeah. You know. Wouldn't you want to be there, you of all people? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely love to be at that event. Definitely. That's, that's Olympics. The Olympics, you know, Russia. Phil, uh, wow, I don't know why I said Phil. Matt, would you want to be, uh, Germany, 2006 summertime? Uh. uh... I was actually going to say a soccer one, but it wasn't that one. It was 2001, Roma Parma. Saudi Olympico when they won the, the Squid FM. Oh, oof, oof. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a hard question because there's so, as sports so fans, many, so many there's so ones. many of them. You know, even like the 91 Super Bowl when he missed the field goal, when the Bills kicker missed the field goal and the Giants won their second or third Super Bowl, I think it was. You know, there's that, you know, there's, there's so many games that you, you know, like I was at, even though it wasn't a World Series game, I was at the Ibanez game in 2012. Oh, yeah. That game was nuts. Yeah. You know, I was at that game. The Ibanez game. I was at the one nothing game against Cleveland when Bird hit the home run. And you can say goodbye to Greg Bird, by the way. Luke Voigt's leading is in the lead for like first baseman for all-star voting. Yeah, but that's all started voting. But. Final answer. I gave you my final answer. Puma. What is it? Babe Ruth calling a shot. Babe Ruth calling a shot. I think I'd have to go with the Aaron Boone home run. Matt? 94 cup. 94 cup. Nice. Solid answers. You see, it's a tough question because. We want all of us watch so many sports, and we're so tied to so many sports that it's hard to pick one. Like if we could pick one per sport, I would go Babe Ruth called shot ninety four Rangers ninety four. I would go to the undefeated Giants um, Patriots 
you know, that that Super Bowl. David Tyree. David Tyree game. game. And I would want to go to the 06 Italian uh, World Cup final against France. The final or the semifinal versus Germany? Because both were pretty good games. The final. The final, okay. So. I think, me personally, between those two, that Germany game was, was pretty intense. Because they were playing in Germany against Germany. Yeah, that was intense. Many people thought, like, Germany was going to score at will. Italy locked it down. Cannavaro had the game of his life. My boy. Favorite favorite soccer player ever. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He was an animal. <laughs> guess, All right. I guess Matt does not like that pick. So- no, I mean, it's, it's an interesting pick coming from, from a Fiorentina fan. It's not like a, you know... You think Bucci's tooth or something else like that, no, but I respect no, it. No. I, I have his jersey. I have Conor's jersey, yeah. so it's not it's not a bad not a bad pick. Tough one, one that we really had to think about. So I think it's time to put this on the board and get out of here. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Um, like I said, you know, be active on social media. Be active on social media. You know, we as we much really need help on, this, on the Twitter game though. Exactly. Well, I think we should delegate Matt to our Twitter. You can find the DMs anytime you want, guys. I'm always it's always open. Sounds good. So um, we will be putting out a post about the hot dog game, as we're gonna be calling it from now on. And we will let you know how much the tickets will be, and you can jump on with us and you guys we can go all, all go to the game together. Um, so like I said, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. We'll be back next week. Puma, you should be, get off my lawn, because you're an old man today. I'm Chenz. I'll see you guys next week. Shout out to the U.S. women. 13 oh, yeah. nothing yeah. today, nice. Biggest World Cup victory of all time. Oh, Morgan. Five goals. Three assists. Celebrate however you want later.